0: Hello, and welcome to The Blueprint, lifestyle design podcast, unpacking and applying creative design principles to help you live your maximized life. And now, ready to help you design and build your ultimate awesome future, here's your host, Andrew Lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Blueprint, where we are unpacking the source code for success. We're figuring out how to create a better life for ourselves and how we can use education to scale that success. And today we are talking with uh, Marianne and Jenna from the POSIFY group. Uh, Marianne is a clinical psychologist. She holds a master's degree uh, from the University of Newcastle, got a graduate diploma in counseling and psychotherapy and a bachelor of arts majoring in performance. Jenna is a teacher and careers advisor with a bachelor of creative arts, bachelor of education and a graduate certificate in educational studies She describes herself as a proud multi-potentialite. Now, both of these women are high energy and they're on a mission to help people flourish, particularly unleashing the exciting potential of young people. Uh, We've worked together on a number of projects. The Luminosity Youth Summit uh, being the major one of those. Both have been on the podcast before. Marianne was episode 19 and 20, Jenna episode 28. Uh, but since then, they've been super busy doing lots of new projects, helping young people to be all that they can be. And uh, we're going to be talking about some of those awesome projects today on The Blueprint. So Marianne, Jenna, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Andrew. It's lovely to be back.
1: Yeah, thanks, Andrew. We always love jumping in and having a chat with you and your crew.
0: Cool. Cool. All right, so you guys, obviously sisters, you know, you grew up together. And if people want to know more about those um, those stories, they can go and check out those other episodes. Um, you've been on your own, you know, successful individual pathways uh, in psychology in teaching. Can you just give us a bit of background on how Posify came about and you know, how Posify was born?
2: yeah uh, well, I actually, about two weeks before the concept of Posify was born, I'd gone and registered a new business name for a um a creative arts slash confidence building slash self-development um, style of business that I was about to launch. And then Maz came along and said, hey jen i've got this really cool idea
1: (laughs) no well actually and and to be fair we'd sort of been colliding within our conversations anyway and andrew it was off the back of luminosity youth summit that year that um that we ran some research around you know what these transformative events are like for young people and how they can unleash their purpose and what i was seeing both in the audience and in conversation with these young people but we were also gathering in the qualitative data from the kids was that you know being able to see um i guess stories outside of their sphere their direct sphere of influence and expanding that and then being able to reflect on you know for a young person what is it that i'm wanting to stand for what impact do, do i want to create in the world and then um the kids sort of feeling like okay now what i've got this great inspiration this is amazing i've got a new roadmap that i want to work towards um and really sort of not sure of where to grab that so uh jenna and i kind of bounced heads together and thought well i've got so much information for the science of positive psychology and human change behavior and neuroscience jenna you've got such a wealth of knowledge in education and career development you know this needs to happen we need to mm. be able to support schools and young people teachers and parents and, and have a bit of a pathway to say hey guys it doesn't need to be a, a total direct um, definitive outcome that we're working towards what does it look like together? Uh, all these different skills and build your own toolkit as you start to look at um some of these some of these pathways both now and after school towards creating impact. So yeah, Jenna had her business name registered. I had disrupt HQ at the time. Registered I that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess the idea was to disrupt for me anyway, disrupt that um that mentality of of life after school needing to be linear or, mm. you know, the life toward after school being linear. Um and Yeah, I guess we we came together from that point and the rest is just an evolving beast. I want to say history, but it's really not history. It's all about history. (laughs) Yeah, it's gone through many,
2: many iterations, um, a few different name changes. Um, but lots of fun along the way, and I think that's the key too. That um, part of this disruption was to to really try and incorporate some some fun and some play, and some um, you know we draw heavily on design thinking methodology. Um, so helping kids understand that it's about that wayfinding process and um, um, and really experimenting with mm. what the future might look like, but but experimenting now rather than waiting until they've left school. Plus,
1: I'll just say, I was always looking for an excuse to to work with this rock star. Uh, In addition to being my sister, she's also my best friend. So
0: it's just
2: just a bit of a joy to be able to play with her. Yeah. And vice versa. We used to play in the uh, schools in the the old cubby house when we were little kids. So I think it was always going to happen at some stage. I'm very, very lucky to work with my big sis.
0: (laughs) No, that is great. And uh, Jenny, you mentioned, you know, uh, the slash before, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I always um, pick up on that. Brené Brown talks about the slash, you know, where we're the teacher slash um, marketer yeah. slash, you know, yeah. all, and all of these different, uh, you know, different hats that we have to wear when we're running our uh, own programs. Yeah. And um, sometimes I've, I don't have that, you know, I don't have a, a sister on board. Um it must be great to you know I'm just starting to to build a team and uh, you guys are sort of doing the same. It must be great to sort of have each other, to be able to bounce off and to bring your collective uh, talents to the table. Uh, what's that what's that been like?
2: Yeah I must admit when I look back um, and I kind of giggle about the fact that there I was ready to launch my own business and I'd have it all sorted it would be great and I I really I take my hat off to you Andrew for for wearing all of those hats on your own um, because I don't know that I would have been able to do it as a solo gig um, and I think we seem to there are, there are lots of things that we have in common um, but there are also gaps with everyone obviously and um, Maz has this brilliant way of filling those that I Mm. have Um, and so we seem to to really complement each other so um, and bounce ideas off but I think also um, uh, what's helped us along the way a lot is our sense of compassion for each other and understanding of how each other work um, and being able to to balance and juggle that to having someone who you know so well Mm. um and to have so much respect for is um of course all you can ask for in a business partner that's perfect ideal business partner
0: yeah I think what you say there about compassion for one another is is key because obviously the trade-off for having something else being brought to the table is the fact that you have to blend two different personalities together and figure out how you're going to communicate that and 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 compromise on on big decisions and all of those sorts of things have you had any moments where you've um you know had any big differences of opinion
2: oh often Mm. big differences of opinion Mm. yes (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah related to Conflict? conflict have we Oh yeah, you throw ideas out and I say that's ridiculous. I throw ideas out, you say that's ridiculous, but uh, in always a respectful way. We've we've actually genuinely never clashed heads in no. the three and a half four years that we've worked together. Um, we do
1: have a bit of a giggle though I'll add into that because Jenna does tend to future forecast a lot more than I do. So she'll, <laughs> and particularly, so the Posify Academy now is really based in, in the, the science of meaning. So we look at the three dimensions of meaning and then how that relates to um, wayfinding for kids. But it was Jenna back in the early days that said, Hey, Miss Pawsify is really cool, but I reckon, I reckon this lens on meaning would be really valuable. And um, I was like, Jen, don't be ridiculous. We don't want to niche in on that way. You know, we're it's all really broad it's all about everything to do with well-being anyway two years later hey Jen I've got mm. this idea I reckon we should focus in on meaning We yeah, <laughs> nice. looked back like at our notes so she's very kind in helping me to just catch up yeah. to her future forecasting brain yes
2: mm. and because we love a good yes and um, yes and had we have not uh, you know flared out another design thinking uh, model and experienced all that we could and and tested all that we could across the broad spectrum of well-being um Mm. we wouldn't be where we are today so yes we've niched in in, and meeting and I think that's where we complement each other really well um that I might have these you know future ideas that we don't actually necessarily do now but um we need that that flaring out and Mm. so I I think it's worked really well so there you go Maz I think we need a bit of both
1: (laughs) (laughs) but Andrew to your point I, I can add some comment to that so um obviously Jen and I have such a lot of fun and and have and where we've gotten to with where we're at with the Possify group has been not just the result of the two of us playing together but actually um taking that design thinking and appreciative inquiry methodology so all of all of what you see today is the culmination of young people um, really co-designing with us and teachers co-designing and constantly iterating on the programs and the services that we've had um, and that's always been um, I guess our fundamental philosophy that we are not the keepers of all knowledge and actually we're just with the service providers if you like and yeah. the curators of of what has sat on the shoulders of giants before us um and in the process of you know moving now from that startup to scale up it's been so interesting to look at those as you as you said slashes mm. and to recognize that jen and i while we thought we had complementary strengths and we do we've actually mm. got complementary skills though and actually our strengths are quite similar so both of us are high visionaries we're high creatives um i would say i'm a little bit more zesty jen's the the into the young on my that she helps to to calm the farm, maz which has been very <laughs> helpful. But in terms of some of those strengths um, and and skills as well, um, probably where we've found it really useful to then in growing our own team, start to recognise. Opportunities for complimentaries coming in. Um, we're so excited to have brought on who I refer to as our unicorn, um, Chloe, <laughs> who we're introducing as our formal team member. Um, but Chloe's bringing that extra layer of, of structure and detail and organization mm. because um, Jenna and I, being those big visionary thinkers, tend to go right out here, which is amazing. And we do reverse engineer things and make stuff happen. Mm. But gee, it's been a fresh of breath air to have somebody come in and say, how about we just do things a little bit more simply for you so that you don't have to sit up till 11 o'clock at night when you're trying to push something over the edge. So I'm so in, now that we've gotten to the point where we have been able to afford that from a business perspective, but also where we've been able to recognize actually this specifically is something that somebody else could bring their magic. Yeah. I can't, I can't can't reinforce enough for anybody who's wanting to start something big and wild and beautiful do the work in understanding what your strengths are and um also recognizing where
2: somebody else can come in and feel those not so easy tasks for you where your growth strengths are mm. and that's part of what we do in the Posify academy and, and our um our face-to-face workshops as well is getting kids not to just understand who they are and how they work well but also understanding how to bring a team an effective team together um, because you know to make change it's very difficult to do in isolation and so it's really important for kids to learn at a really young age how and who to connect with um, mm. to bring their big ideas to life successfully
0: yeah cool so we've mentioned the Posify academy a couple of times let's uh, unpack that just a little bit um tell us all about it you know what is it who's it for uh how can it help them
1: you're looking at me jen I'm not i am
0: diving in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We usually do on this one, so I was (laughs) just... Well, just
2: just handing it over. It might be your turn today. (laughs) But you go for it. You start. I'll jump in. (laughs) Well, if we sort of unpack
1: where where we're wanting the Posify group to make an impact first and foremost, so give you that bigger picture. And I guess our overarching goal is really to close the gap between education and industry, so to attack this wicked problem of young people experiencing greater levels of anxiety um, because there is this constant question of what do you want to do after school so we knew quite early we wanted to flip that question on its head and ask instead well what is it that you're doing today and how can you take your next best step forward because we recognize and so has the research that young people are going to move across you know as many as 17 jobs over five careers you've probably heard those stats already and you know post-pandemic we're moving into a whole other era that's still evolving and so the big with the question becomes well how can we prepare young people for this rapidly evolving world so that rather than just kind of survive through it. Actually, they've got the skills to thrive and flourish. So the Posify Academy is actually the first of what we call a trilogy series Mm. um, that works to help young people from around the age of 11 because from a developmental perspective, we know that's when um, when young curious minds are starting to think about, well, not just myself within my family system, but what's this big wide world about? And they start to do that individuation process and and really looking at themselves as people and getting a really rich understanding of, of their self-development and identity. So moving from 11 right up to sort of 22, 23, um, where young people are obviously moving more into considering, well, what does work look like for me and, and what kind of um, I guess adult identity development work do I want to do? And how does that sit within who I am as a person and what impact I want to create? So the Posify Academy then moves into the Futurify, which then moves into Unify to give you a bit of a scope of, of where that sits. Back to Posify Academy, working with uh, kids 11 through to 12, 13. It is looking at that first piece of 14. identity development, 14, yeah. Um, and we have. Then that's true and we have made it a little bit broad because um the feedback that we had from from young people themselves and from schools is that you might have a young person who's in year five year six so that 11 12 age who's ready to do the work Mm. Um, and for some that emotional development doesn't come until a little bit later and certainly in our australian curriculum the self-development and identity piece happens often in the year seven year eight curriculums um so we really wanted to do Develop a, a student-led uh, choose-your-own-adventure style of piece that, um, like any self-development work, can be refreshed and worked and tweaked upon. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of talking. Do you want to take over from there, Jen, and, and speak uh, to, to what we do in the what the kids do in the academy?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. I also think on that point too. And Andrew, as a teacher, you'll you'll see this. I remember in my first prac. I taught um, year three kids and then I moved into actually teaching in a high school environment and so I taught those year three kids in year seven and at the time I was teaching them English and I was introducing them to um, you know parts of speech and they're like I've never heard of this actually you have because I taught it to you in year three (laughs) Um, and they forget these things (laughs) because they're growing up so the beauty of um, splitting across the primary and high school model for this um, and early high school for this program is um, even if kids end up diving into it twice they're likely to get value out of it um, mm. because they're you know they're transitioning into a, a new area and there's going to be a whole bunch more that they want to explore about themselves so it's an exciting place to uh, to, to play in in terms of those transition years uh, but in terms of what the kids actually do we um over the last couple of years we've been running a program called the purpose passport and um we still use elements of those across our various different programs Um, but the feedback that we were getting from the kids at the time when we launched the online model was that it was a little bit too structured um and we were using you know an an online platform that had a a course structure to it you'd move through your lessons and like it's the content's really cool but you know we just want to play we want to choose where we go and so we're mm. really excited about this platform as used the word choose your own adventure uh, mm. because the, the students really can get in and curate their own learning process and we're really putting them in the driver's seat and as we know with the career development theory um, and research it's really important to empower young people to to take the lead in where they go and be there to support them and facilitate them um, and you know we experimented with what does it look like just to hand a whole bunch of content over and, and let them free rain through it and that's no good either because they need yeah. some structure um so the platform really guides students through um a, a i guess a framework of a journey uh, but within that allowing them some free choice of, of where to go so they begin by developing a, a toolkit of um, foundational skills across well-being and some basic brainstorming and, and design thinking skills that they then take with them on a journey um through the the science of meaning as marianne called it and we've um, you know we've created fun little characters and and icons to to um, bring that science alive in in a fun journey way um, where they explore their self-identity and how that um, how that sees them sitting in the world and sitting in their in their classroom with their peers and and out in their community as well and then bringing it all together into a portfolio so we're really not disrupting but I I think um, complementing the the concept of a traditional CV Yeah. Where they're building up um, not necessarily things like you know what are my um, what are my experience job experiences and um, uh, my top three computer skills and you know your traditional CV things we're, we're looking at a holistic CV where students are presenting themselves and who they are and the difference they want to make and the strengths that they have so that they can take that um, and combine it with a traditional CV and start going out and exploring opportunities um, applying for jobs applying for leadership positions in schools so it's really exciting to be building that program where they'll they'll have you know, their very first piece um, by the end of it to, um, to start playing with in, in what their future career might look like.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And are you targeting that mostly at parents or mostly at um, schools to be able to connect with the young people, do you think?
1: That's a very good question. Uh, So keeping in mind the end user, if you like, is the young person themselves. So they go on the journey and um, that was a real point of difference. We were hearing from teachers and from parents time and time again, that in terms of equipping kids with these future skills, which is effectively what the program does, um, there was a level of overwhelm and exhaustion for parents and teachers that didn't Mm. feel like they had the information about what the future of work and the future world was looking like. Um, The concept even of future skills just seems so far off. So getting started for them was really tough. And equally, kids just want to be able to dive in and do. They're so used to having um, that instant gratification from their YouTubes and the TikToks and all of these, these quick um, quick fix media programs. Um, I can hear that bird in the background. Is that interrupting our recording? Can you it's hear so you? Him? I was
2: thinking it was a lovely was, piece yeah. of
0: nature. <laughs> I was thinking it was here. <laughs> no, he's having
2: a lovely
1: song. I I, I I would like to tell him to be quiet, but I don't think he's going to be. <laughs> He can it's come okay. and join my
2: um, noisy miners out the back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> sorry to answer your question: Are we targeting at teachers or parents? So schools can schools can onboard um, mm. with the school program and really use it across whatever aspect they want to. So we're finding um, it's it's working very well in the innovation space and the STEM mm. uh, curriculum for schools. Equally, uh, for busy. Followers uh, who get their work done, so the gifted and talented kids often uh, into the IB schools are really loving it for their programming. In the primary space, uh, teachers are using it to disrupt the old public speaking because they can mm-hmm. use that Posify portfolio piece as a really rich and meaningful um yeah, exploration, if you like, for young people. We've even seen one school do a, a Posify portfolio pitch night, which involves the whole um, school environment, including the families, which has just been beautiful. Um, and then moving into 2022, we're really excited to also have individual subscriptions, which means that parents and we're hoping homeschooling communities um, can jump on and and get their kids involved, regardless of whether or not it's a program that the schools want to want to take a hold of.
0: Yeah, cool. No, it's very exciting, and of course, we'll put a link uh, for anyone listening uh, so you can go and check out um, the Posify Academy. I highly encourage you to go and do that. Um, you've also got a teacher toolkit. I've been browsing around your site. You've got a teacher toolkit, which is obviously for uh, teachers, and um, the resources look great. Like they're they're really um, beautifully designed and uh, got some great content in there. Can you tell us how they came about? Thanks. Well, the designs
2: we have to give a little plug to Kushla, <laughs> Studio yeah. Cahoots. We've got an amazing graphic designer. It's super fun to work with her on our new branding. So that um, the Teacher Toolkit was really the first place that we brought that branding out and, and really fun and playful. Um, but essentially, the, the Teacher Toolkit is designed... Um, Uh, for a few different reasons. Um, Firstly, for those who may not have online access, for example, so resources that teachers can pick up and plug straight into their classrooms, um, facilitator guides, student worksheets, um, plenty of activities for for really interactive play-based exploration. So I guess an offline offering from um, in comparison with the the academy. Um, But we wanted to create something that meant that teachers were were able to jump straight into these conversations and these future skill building um, sessions with their kids without too much stress of planning and and preparation Mm -hmm. and research and pulling it all together Um, and we also noticed uh, the overwhelm um, and you know so many teachers reporting that oh we've got this well-being stuff and then now we've got this career stuff and now there's so many things that we have to cover and um, in particular a lot of schools running um, peer support sessions or um, you know some call them pastoral care sessions you know the sessions where there's like 20 minutes of just do good things with your kids is the direction. (laughs) And the teacher's like, what does that look like? Cause I'm still planning all my other lessons. So the beauty of the teacher toolkit is that it's really, um, uh, it, it covers off well-being and, and career development theory, but also some play and some um, team building, um, some uh, um, uh, public speaking sort of skills. So a really broad range of skills that can be implemented in any classroom, uh, mm. primary or high school, for, for any purpose really that a teacher needs it to to fit into um, really focusing again on um, building those future skills without the without the exhaustion of having to come up with the um, the concepts and the activities themselves and of course science backed so they know that there's the evidence behind it.
0: Yeah, yeah no, that's and I think great. that right. Sorry, Maz.
1: No, that's okay. I was going to say, I think for us in the design, that was an important aspect because um, we know from the research on what helps young people foster their a positive health or positive health identity, as we would call it, but also that sense of purpose is a meaningful conversation with an adult.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: and at the same time, we were hearing when we were doing our face-to-face uh, training, which we're excited to get back to next year with teachers, that one of the barriers or the obstacles was their own anxieties and fear around not necessarily knowing how to hold those conversations and a little bit of anxiety about, well, what if I say the wrong thing or what if something mm. comes up that sort of does teeter into that almost clinical aspect. So within the teacher toolkit, without having to go through a full training session, uh, we were really conscious about um, equipping teachers with quite quickly some very practical skills around the boundary piece. Mm. So the healthy boundaries pack is probably my favorite because I think it, we've, we've managed the feedback we've managed to get that quite quickly where the teachers have got what we call a worry barometer so they can really easily chat to kids and it's not to say that there is no place for one of those deeper conversations, but it's helping teachers to place where each of the conversations sits with the kids so that if something um, you know more clinical does turn up or more worrisome does, turn up a teacher mm. feels really confident that they that they've been able to communicate that quite clearly with the kids about what that referral pathway would look like and why it's there and um so it gives the teacher the confidence but it also gives the kids that sense of psychological safety that oh okay we can explore and play here and I know that the adult's going to be able to keep me safe and if they can't help me then they've got a plan in terms of where we're going to go yeah. Um, so yeah for, for, from our perspective at the Posify group Working with kids isn't just about working with kids. It's about taking in mind um, that systems thinking lens and and recognising that a young person grows up in the context of their families. So we're really conscious about equipping parents with some of these tools as well, as much as we can. That's what we spend most of our time on social media that's how we play there, Um, but then with teachers as well and schools and also community groups so that together we're taking that more collective responsibility of
2: raising these whole humans who are really going to be the caretakers of the world.
0: Mm, Yeah,
2: And I think linking back when you said community groups too, and um, Andrew, you asked earlier, are we targeting schools or are we targeting parents? really you know the program is for every young person and what we're getting really excited to see is that sporting groups and local community groups are are starting to find um, you know opportunities to to bring these sorts of learning experiences in for their um, young people so um, it's really exciting to start seeing the whole community um, embracing the idea that uh, there's there's tools and and resources out there that we can support young people um to thrive and we don't have to have all the skills ourselves but we can be the ones to connect the young people to to what they need and I think um you know knowing that your um your amazing community Andrew um, there's a lot of parents there and there's a lot of parents that are teachers and parents Mm. Um, so to flag we've called it the teacher toolkit Um, our parent playground is uh sitting in the background and not yet evolved because we've been putting our energy into launching the new version of our our Positive Academy, but it will be coming um, and and strengthening um, our offering in terms of those conversations and and equipping parents with the tools to have those sorts of conversations, but absolutely diving into the teacher toolkits that we've got on there at the moment can be very easily transferred over into how can parents be supporting, and caregivers be supporting their young people at home too. Um, so yeah. I encourage, um, parents to, to jump in and have a bit of a look, the healthy boundaries. I must admit, Maz is one of my favorites. So is, um, the yes hand game have to, have to put a plug in there for some fun games as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have sure. to,
1: uh, we'll sort you out, Andrew, with a special group, yeah. community off the back of this um, Absolutely. podcast so if they want to dive that would in be great. and check out a resource It's on us.
0: Excellent. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's such a an important uh, area to address. It's um, some work that I've done in the past uh, in, in a school um, that I was working in. And the resistance there was with the teachers, they did feel overwhelmed. You know, they did feel that they, um, you know, I was saying, this is the key. You know, this is the important information that you need to get across to your young people, because um, knowing knowledge, knowing how to do this equation or, you know, write this essay is not what they're going to need to succeed and, and thrive in the 21st century. This, is, this other information is, is definitely what they need. Um, the resistance was that teachers felt overwhelmed, you know. They, they mm. felt not qualified uh, to be mm. able to offer that sort of information. Um, and from my perspective, I was, I was going, what are you talking about? You're not qualified. You're a human being. Um, yeah. Yeah. This, yes. is, this is life you know this is basic yeah. living stuff sure surely you feel you know confident to have a conversation with the young people a young person um but what you guys have done is you've created a resource to to i think build teacher and parent confidence to be able to have those really important conversations and um of course those conversations can just be the start of something amazing you know where they 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 build and grow into into something Else, you know, you're brokering relationship with the young pe- person, which is um, where the where the magic happens. So, um, congratulations on uh, some awesome resources there. They're great. Oh, um,
1: thanks, Andrew.
2: I think just to add to that note, Andrew, what's really exciting is you know traditionally we might have heard a student. Um, you know, heading off on a career path, and someone might say, "Oh, well, what teacher helped you with that?" Oh, well, it was my careers advisor, or it was my, um, you know, pastoral care teacher. Which box might... to
0: put it in? Exactly. And,
2: exactly. and now, you know, we're hearing from kids, "Oh, well, actually, my science teacher got me thinking about da, da 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 da," or my maths teacher had me heading down exploring yada yada yada. So, really exciting to see that blend of as you're talking about, we're humans, and mm. we're talking about human connection, and we don't necessarily need to. It's really important to have those teachers with those, um, you know, specialised skills of course not um not to take away from the amazing work they do in their area of expertise but to see them um building that confidence and and um that knowledge that they are a human being who can connect with another young human being to positively influence them across their life yes. is really exciting yes
1: just also though i don't want to glance over i really want to validate the fear that has built in terms of these conversations with young people because mm. i think it's i think it is a legitimate concern and I don't think it's one just to dance over and yes we are all humans and and we all have the capacity and the capability to sit and hold a conversation but I also think that it is you know, it's important to recognize that we're, we're also sitting in a, in a period of time where the conversation about mental health is still very new. I mean, when I was graduating from school, there was no beyond blue, Mm. you know, we, I, the reason I've moved into psychology or a big part of my story is that not only myself, but my direct peer group, we had within our group and, and not myself, but we had four kids that were in and out of, of, Care uh, for psychological issues that the adults couldn't wrap their heads around. Yeah. So you know now, now that we have become those adults mm. looking after the kids, it's that's a very reasonable fear from a generation yeah. of. Parents, teachers going, oh, there's this new thing called mental health, and we're not really sure what it looks like. Um, and not only have we recognized mental illness within that time and known how to then refer it out, treat it, specialize it, which has almost become problematic in itself because there mm. are not that many one-to-one psychologists to work with young people. To your point, as humans, we now need to upgrade and learn how to do that. Mm. But we've also learned about the science of, of human flourishing, mm. and we recognize now that actually our mental health as we've been calling it, is actually more of a state of well being that sits on a continuum. So um, I think we're moving into this really interesting next period where collectively there's gonna be a conversation around how can we all do our little bit so it started with that you know you're okay uh, are you okay campaign Mm. um but I think it's moving beyond that and rather than getting to that point of are you okay oh no I'm not okay well then there's lifeline or there's this or there's that you know we're learning now to ask more questions to be more curious uh, to have a bit of a framework of what compassionate response and action looks like um but I didn't want to glance over that that fear because I think we need to acknowledge it first and foremost and recognize how it sits within our within our history and within our context in order to be able to then design a way forward that that works for everyone yeah um, yeah anyway that's just my two bob's worth for anybody who's today going I still don't know what to do with a young person when they come and talk to me about their feelings I do and feelings really well if they come and
2: talk to me about maths I'm going to send them somewhere else Mm. (laughs) and also to be having that buddy that you can spring off too like you don't actually have to have all the answers so Mm. have these conversations and know that it's quite all right to reach out and go oh I wasn't sure where to go with that one and and go ask for help I mean I'm constantly picking up the phone to Maz and saying I've just had this conversation and I, you know, I really got stumped. I wasn't sure where to take it. Have you got any ideas? Um, you know, really lean into your crew. And if you haven't got your crew yet, um, that's okay. Go experiment and, and find some, um, mm. because it's really important uh, that we don't try and tackle these, um, these big conversations just on our own. Um, and, and we have, you know, we have our tribe and that's again, another one that we teach young people too: figuring out who their tribe is mm. um, and having a few different tribes for different purposes as well. is really valuable. Yeah. And
1: for anyone listening who's going, how on earth have we gotten into a conversation about <laughs> wellness, mental health well being in the context of career development? Let me just, you know, wrap some things around this for you. So, in terms of the future skills that we're talking about and, you know, dive into, into what we talk about, and I know Andrew talks ridiculously at length about it so i'm probably you know over defining here um but especially when it comes to that young person's discovery if you like or uncovery um period of of looking at you know what's the next best step they can take and, and where do they want to go moving forward to create their impact they are going to bring up not just the things that excite them and the things that they go, wow, that they want to move towards. But it's really important for them to have a comprehensive narrative, if you like, or understanding of their pain points. Mm. And so that's where some of those, I think, traditionally trickier conversations can arise and quickly get dumped into the, oop, that's a clinical question. And so it's about, I think, disarming the fear around that and recognising that there's this and that. So we talk about things being dialectical, that, yes, someone can have experienced a pain point and there can be that opportunity for growth from that um, once it th- there's the acknowledgement, just being able to name and normalise. So that's where that, I guess, that mental health piece comes in from my perspective anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah, know, it's so important. And, um, you know, it, from my coaching programs, I always talk about building from the inside out, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, it's really important that, um, before we go on and talk about strategy, you know, I'm talking about my adult coaching now, but it's exactly the same with young people before mm-hmm. we go on and talk about all of those things that we want to build, we need to come back and we need to talk about, can I answer the question, you know, who am I and what do I want to stand for? And do yeah. I know, um, you know, positive skills that I can use to make sure that I am mentally fit and healthy moving forward. Because you are going to face challenges, so you know it makes sense before you go off on this adventure to equip yourself with those um, skills that you you need to do that. Um, and there's the the culture in schools, I think, for teachers to feel like they have to have all the answers. You know, that yeah. they. <clears throat> you mentioned um, you know specialists before Jenna. Like obviously, we mm. need to have specialists in schools um but i guess the trade-off or the flip side of that is thinking that you have to have all the answers you have to be the the one who knows everything but uh and being because of that being afraid to reach out and say i don't know the answer to this question or this young person Mm -hmm. has come with this issue how do i deal with that and i think you know in staff rooms is where you know the magic happens where people are willing to um ask questions and 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 figure that out and for for people who are not in the school setting getting together with groups of other parents and just yarning about how does this all work uh i think yeah some real magic uh, happens there and and shifting our position from i have to be the person who knows everything to i am now a guide i am someone who helps yes. this person on their journey uh, if i don't know i will help you find the answers that you need and uh, using resources like you guys have provided uh, to be able to you know bring that to the table I think is is really powerful
2: yeah I think that's really um I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of the definition of a teacher moving forward in this mm. world that you know we don't we no longer need to be the one who is able to stand up and impart the information over uh to the students because the students got this thing <laughs> <laughs> that you you don't even have to type it anymore you just speak it and it gives yeah, you the yeah. information and that can I, I i it's really scary as a teacher um to you know to have been an expert in a room and now all of a sudden you've got your students questioning you mm. and you've got your students giving you information you're like oh really did that just happen in the last 24 hours so i haven't read the google <laughs> article yet so, um and and that can it can be a really difficult transition because, you know, suddenly you start to question your own identity and and your own skills. And and what am I doing in this classroom? Um, Mm. and you know, where do I fit and shifting to that mindset of being a guide or a facilitator or a curator, um, any of those sorts of words where you are absolutely needed in that classroom because Google is great, but Google is not a teacher. Um, and you are the human who helps connect those students, um, to the meaning behind the information not just an information transfer service mm. so yeah i love that idea of teachers becoming the guides um and therefore you know being okay with saying well actually i don't know let's let's work it out together and and remembering that such an important skill to be teaching kids is how to learn it's not just what to learn it's actually how to learn so remembering mm. that you're the teacher in the room to teach kids how to learn yes
0: but
1: andrew i would say that over a And above, and in addition to maybe being the guy by the side that your work is just an absolute exemplary of where I think the idea of teacher could go that yes, it's the guide, but then more than the guide kids, we all need a coach. You know, we need someone who's going to say, okay, yes, I'm a teacher and I can go and ask all my other teachers what they think. But as a teacher, can I be a coach in this moment? And actually ask a really good question because Mm. that's what good coaches do and ask the young person, you know, what's within them, you know, what did, so some really great sentence stem questions you can ask is "I, i is reflecting back your curiosity. So I'm curious to hear you asking XYZ, and I'm wondering how that maps in for you. You know, Mm. what, what do you think your next best step could be to find the answer that you're looking for? Or if you were to find the answer to this, what would that mean for you? And then if, if you were able to achieve that, what would that, What would that tell you about what you're needing to do next? So learning some really good psychology coaching questions, I think in terms of moving forward into this future of learning is probably my top tip for all Mm. teachers and parents. and parents and i'm really happy to share some links andrew we can pop them in the show notes to some some great practical books that have got some very good coaching questions in them um, that parents and teachers can confidently know are coming from you know some rigorous research around what works well in terms of helping people unpack their own inner knowledge and then take the next best step to fill in the gaps
0: yeah yeah and i'm just getting this feeling that i want to Involve the fourth person in this conversation, which is the person listening to the the podcast right now and just say to you that you may be feeling out of your depth. You may be feeling that um, you're not sure what you have to offer, but I want to just reaffirm to you that you are absolutely needed and that the skills that you have are exactly what you need to be able to build something. It may not even be in school anymore, but it may be building something that you can uh, use to help a young person. And if you're a teacher or a parent, it's, you know, extremely likely that that is a part of who you're called to be, to, to be someone who helps a young person on their journey. And um, I just want to celebrate that and reaffirm that because um, you, you may have had some doubts about, you know, am I meant to be doing this because of all the different things that are going on uh, in the world? Mm-hmm. It may not look like the way that it has looked in the past, but there is definitely a way that you can be you and you can help uh, young people into the future. And I just wanted to throw that out there because, um, you know, after doing this podcast for a little while, I start to get these voices like popping in my head. It's like either a question or or a feeling that um, uh, yeah. that, that that's out there. And so I just want to to share that and shout that out. So
1: can I add um, a call to action to that, Andrew, for, your, for, for your listeners? Because I know you have got so many people that are passionate about not just education, but really helping a young person reach their full potential. Mm. And um, and that starts from magic. So what does it look like to go back to that place of magic before you were introduced to the concept of? Um, a university to become a teacher or a system to go and work within or even a a, I guess a a framework whether it be homeschooling or whatever it is what if all of that was gone and you went back to that question of how can I use my magic which in its essence is sitting human to human to be um again that guide to help a young person develop their own roadmap to share some vulnerability around what my roadmap look like, because there is such an incredible power in storytelling. And it mm. is the number one tool that our young people really still to this day connect with. Go back to that question and throw all the systems out, throw everything that's known out, and ask that simple stem sentence of, wouldn't it be cool if? Mm-hmm. And see where your mind goes. Because I can tell you as a parent to two teenagers right now and Andrew you and I were having this conversation before we even jumped on the podcast and one in particular who you you know he's he's a bit quirky and he is bright and he's and the system's not working for him and it hasn't for a long time and you know it's kind it's kind of worked and he's had beautiful beautiful adults along the way and he's a great kid but we are needing to redesign what what learning for him looks like at a pretty young age you know he's only going into year eight and I can tell you now as a parent, I am desperate. I am desperate to be introduced to people whose core purpose on this earth is to inspire and to ignite imaginations in young people because when we can get that collective together, then we can go back to doing what we as humans do really well, which is just mm. look out for one another and have that piece of belonging.
0: Yeah, no, that's so cool. Um, I feel like we could, talk all day but we better keep ripping through these uh (laughs) these questions i I do want to ask you about the podcast so since we've um you guys have got your own podcast up and running which is really exciting classroom 5.0 is that right that is right
1: and andrew we are we're very excited to be bringing you on board i can't wait to turn the microphone on you there has been the question (laughs) i said to jenna our community has been going um Where's Jenna been? Because it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a mad show, which is quite ironic. Because you know, in terms of those formal system thinkings, Jenna's is the one who holds the t- the teacher qualifications. But yeah, we've just uh, we've just wrapped up series one of Classroom 5.0. We had ten episodes. Um, and we wanted to ask that question of, you know, what is the future of learning all about? Um, mm. So we know from our conversations with industry that time and time again, uh, I guess the, the story told too often is that even the best young talent walking into industry aren't equipped with the future skills that they're going to need to design some of these huge solutions that don't just drive value for profit, but actually for the planet and its people too. Um, so we wanted to take that question and turn the responsibility back on to industry and say, okay, well, if, if you're seeing that there's a problem, then we do you think is the solution Mm. so we've been inviting um not just teachers um but also uh researchers in in various areas that relate to future skills that we that we work on so those human capabilities like collaboration a purpose we had zach mccurry on the show um he's a purpose and meaning researcher Um, we had jan owen who uh, many of you will know as the ex ceo of foundation for young australians who um yeah just just google jan if you haven't heard of her she's an absolute Absolute rocket of a human, and um, I feel and very Google
2: fortunate create as well. Yeah, learning create initiative. is her
1: new initiative. Um, she's really going back to that idea of disruption, um, asking the question: Well, how can we qualify um, some of those previously? Not so qualified experiences and strengths and skill sets that our young people have that are outside of those formal marking metrics. Um, so she's amazing, and uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been fantastic. Moving into our next series, um, we're going to break it down into some some core buckets. So looking at uh, we use the impact framework uh, in our corporate work around what are those individual um, characteristics and cultural characteristics that help companies drive impact, um, and we were curious about how that can then translate into learning for young people. So um, yeah, it's it's almost a whole other podcast, but just quickly uh, looking at integrated identity uh, the role of meaning and purpose in in, um, in a young person's life and then their work, uh, people, so that place of belonging and to Jenna's point, you know, diversity, inclusion, and how do you find your tribe? And then mm-hmm. in terms of that collectivist action, it's it's authenticity. So how can I begin to use my integre- integrated identity but within that collective aspect and work together? Um, compassion, so self-compassion and also related to others and then transformation. Um, so how can I have be looking for those transformative experiences? that really shift my perspective of where I am today and where I want to be tomorrow in mm. a way that um, opens up that, that curiosity that we know is a future skill that's, that's quite high in demand. So um, yeah, we've got some work to do over the summer to find yeah. some cool humans. If anybody listening is interested in in playing with us on the podcast, reach out.
0: That's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, if I was to ask you, and I know this is kind of like asking you to pick your favorite child, but, know maybe we won't say the favorite that puts too much pressure on but if (laughs) um if you are somebody who is a you know a parent or an educator who is thinking about you know wanting to change what they do to make a an impact in the world do you have a podcast episode that you would recommend or something that jumps to mind that you would go Oh, that would be really mm. interesting for them to listen to.
1: Oh, how do you choose? Oh, that's oh, you're more objective, Jen. Go for it.
2: Oh, but but it is like saying choose your favourite. Yeah, kid. far out, child. Um, Because all of them are, are so very different. Um, But, I mean, mm. I, I'm bit, sorry, it might be a bit boring, but I'm going to say start at episode number one. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Mercurio is yeah. just... An incredible wealth of knowledge and the way that he articulates his ideas too and, um, and really champions the idea that we need to stop asking kids what they're going to do with their life mm-hmm. um, and what they're going to do after school. That just needs to be a question that's gone and and to extend on that and divert a little bit from the podcast question for a moment too. We also need to break this habit, and I'm I'm curious, and I'm experimenting with it at the moment. I keep running into students that I have taught that are first year or second year out, and I'm really noticing how much Is that the problem. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> actually that my first lot of year sevens of finished school and i feel like i only just went into teaching for context um i'm up to my i think sixth maybe seventh career now um so teaching was a, a late thing for me i haven't been doing it for i've been teaching for a long time i haven't been a qualified teacher for all that long i threw long, it so. off game sorry everyone yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I'm feeling old. But anyway, I'm, I'm really noticing, especially in the last two years with all that's happened and and so many ideas of what the future might look like have had to change because of COVID and floods and fires and far out how much else can our community take, um, mm-hmm. that I'm finding young people feeling really embarrassed is the word I would use, um, I would use when when I'm running into them in the street and saying, Hey, what's going on? And they're fir- because I was their teacher, their first response is to tell me where their career is at.
0: Mm. Um,
2: and to try and have that conversation with them that I don't care what their current job is. I care yeah. how they're feeling and who mm. they're, you know, who they're hanging out with and, um, you know, what, what's, What's making them tick at the moment and how can Mm. I help them? Um, And so I think Zach Mercurio, um, bringing it back to the podcast land, has some really beautiful questions in that um, interview that he shares in how to have those sorts of conversations. Um, So I really recommend um, great tips for parents in how to, um, you know, reframe some of the traditional questions we ask, getting rid of, you know, how is your day and what are you going to do when you grow up and those sorts of things and how can we start conversations in different ways.
1: Yeah. but also for the teacher listening or the parent listening, who's trying to reinvent their own life. So his question. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. From the science of purpose and meaning. Um, and he's just a brilliant coach and a really good human. Like he's Mm. just a phenomenal human reach out to him because he will have a conversation with you. Um, very practical. His book, the invisible leader is off the charts. It's almost like a compulsory life book. Um, the reason he was episode one is because the idea of classroom 5.0 had been chugging away for a long time and kind of put down the bottom of the priority list. And one day I woke up and was over my own procrastination coming from perfectionistic paralysis that I often suffer from mm. and I thought to my I asked myself wouldn't it be cool if that question and I and the answer was wouldn't it be cool if Zach Mercurio said yeah cool let's just record without mm. me even having to put like an episode page together so whatever you know I've never met I, I had actually met the guy in in a couple of conferences but not not at a personal level we knew mm. all of each other I guess so reached out one random evening at eight o'clock hey Zach it's Marianne here you probably don't remember me we had a bit of a banter about purpose the other day uh you mm. know two years ago would you be interested in joining me on this podcast within 24 hours? Hmm. He wrote back and said, yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to talk to you about what you're doing with POSIFY. How's your availability in two
2: weeks? Wow. So <laughs> that's how the podcast and started. And that's how it began. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and look, I do really have to cool. put one more plug in knowing, um, knowing the awesome audience that you have out there is very um, creative and um and engaged in different ways of, of teaching and learning. I have to put a plug in for Kylie Barrett and Splat 3D. Yeah, um, because, oh my goodness, if you haven't come across Splat 3D yet, you need to. Um, so jump on and Google it. Um, Kylie's driving some amazing work in the STEM area and has a super cool tool um, to help bring that to life at home and in the classroom too. Um, and of course, a fun episode. Um, I can't remember, episode number Maz. Do yeah, you know what a number the three yeah and
1: actually in addition to running um Kylie's become a very good friend of mine um and so her background is just phenomenal. listen to the, listen to the podcast, you'll get a tiny taste of her. I learn more about her every day. but she's um, she's, an, she's an, uh, just an extraordinary entrepreneur. Um, and I know that beyond what they're doing with the, um, with the spot 3D, she is also pulling together a community of entrepreneurs. So if and when I say entrepreneur, it's it's looking at that question of well how can I take what I know about education and learning and reshape it in a new and funky way? Mm -hmm. um so design something new and she runs a friday morning um group which i've jumped on board and and just every friday it's the best kickstart to to my weekend and helps me kind of process my own thinking on clubhouse so i'll send you the link andrew because she'd love to see more people in there not Mm -hmm. even with a you know definitive solution that they're trying to do but just to just to start that that curiosity and um and also hear what what people are doing because there's some amazing humans doing things differently it's just so exciting
0: yeah yeah it is very exciting it's such an exciting time and um what you guys are doing is amazing i just want to say thank you for the work that you're putting out there you know the podcast the academy all the uh, amazing resources that you've got for for parents and for teachers Obviously, we're going to put some links below where um, people are listening to this podcast. So if you are listening, make sure you click on some of those links, go and check them out. Maz, Jen, thank you so much for spending some time with me this morning. I really do appreciate it. Um, Like I said before, I feel like we could chat all day, but we better wrap it up there. Uh, It's been another wonderful interview and um, I look forward to sharing it with the community. Thank you,
2: Andrew. we're always inspired by the amazing work you do and always an absolute pleasure to jump on and have a chat with you and um, share conversations with your community. So thanks for having us this morning.
1: Yeah, I'll second that. I feel like I'm all sparked and lit up and ready to go for my day. Head off the back yeah. of
2: this. So
0: great, great way to start. A
1: <laughs> constant source of inspiration and fuel for the fire. <laughs> it's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks, guys. And there you have it. Another awesome interview from two amazing women doing amazing work in the education and the positive psychology space. Jenna and Marianne from Posify sharing their three brand new resources for teachers and educators. Uh, To be honest, I cannot wait to get back and go over the show notes uh, for this episode they have just dropped so many nuggets of wisdom uh throughout this interview and also so many resources i know that when we put this uh, up on the page there's going to be so many links for you to go and explore this is going to be this is not just a podcast this is a mini training so many awesome resources for you to use to turn your homeschool program or your classroom around not only have they included some amazing resources, not long after this interview, they also sent me a coupon code for their Teacher Toolkit Shop. So you can just use the code BLUEPRINTGIFT in the cart and they will give you 100% discount uh, applied to the product of your choice. So very generous from Marianne and Jenna. I hope you use it. Click on the link to go and check out their Teacher Toolkit Shop And uh, don't forget to use your code BLUEPRINTGIFT when you're checking out. That's all from me for today. Hope you're having an epic week. Hope you're really enjoying the podcast as much as I am uh, providing it. Bye for now.